0: All work and no play makes Johnny a very dull boy. You have to be able to continue to lift weights.
1: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Power Athlete Radio, featuring The Crew, where a former pro football player and a D3 All Star use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about anything but. Now here's John and Tex.
0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Power Athlete Radio, pretty much the hottest podcast in the strength conditioning world, and we got a couple bangers out today.
1: Oh yeah, because we're getting into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu training.
0: You really put a emphasis on the first part of that. I just kind well, of I just you think just about how to pronounce jiu-jitsu. it. It's kind of even though it's two words, uh, I just you know roll around with dudes in well, white then, jammies. Well, if. Well, I mean, people
1: say BJJ. I had to put the, the B in Brazilian. Otherwise, we can just call it JJ. JJ training.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: but he, they may confuse that for JJ Watt. I don't know how much you appreciate him as a human.
0: Yeah, no, I do. I worship his whole collection. It's an amazing human being. Uh, we do have a Brazilian jiu-jitsu question today. So we've gone out to the hotline. We have this little thing called the Power Athlete Hotline, if you haven't heard about it. And if you have a question or you want to reach out and tell us anything, maybe send texts and pictures. Nine two nine four six four four six four zero nine two nine ing ing zero. Yep. All you got to do is hit that number, uh, drop us a text, leave a message, send some pictures. Uh, maybe even <laughs> only pick up some smoke signals. I don't know. Maybe you got a, a wet wool blanket that you, that you got in your backyard. Uh, either way, you can also always hit us at info at powerathletehq.com and even on Instagram. So there's a million ways to get hold of us. The, the team feeds if you're following a program. And this question, it's pretty good because, uh, um, you know, sports-specific training, how y'all work it in, and more importantly, you know, busy father, busy parent. So, I mean, this one kind of encompasses a lot of our demographic and for people that we're looking to work with.
1: Yeah. Something for everybody, a lot to roll around with in this question.
0: I was going to go with unbelt, you know, maybe there's a lot to unbelt, unpack.
1: Yeah. I was thinking of something. I'm just trying. Yeah, no, anyway, struggling. John and crew. I am a 35 year old father of two and I do jits five days a week, six when I can get out early on Saturdays. And I'm finding it hard to, to hack the programs to supplement my passion, getting choked out by 18 year old purple belts. I've done lean and able and grindstone. And Grindstone, I feel, is the best option unless there is something that I have not seen yet. I feel like rolling is a ton of aerobic conditioning, and I need to develop my strength engine to compete. And what diet recommendations would you make? I've looked at the leaning, the keto, and the performance protocols. Thanks. Bye.
0: All right. So definitely a lot to unpack. Um, Dude, 35 years old, father of two. So obviously he's got, you know, he didn't mention a wife, but I'm just going to assume he's got a family. Uh, you know, jiu-jitsu is his passion. So he's probably, you know, getting up early, working a full day and uh, probably hitting jitsu in the afternoons, getting home late. I mean, the fact that he's dedicated, going five, six days a week shows that, you know, he's a high performer. Now the problem comes down to when you break down, and I actually pulled up some research articles on jiu-jitsu conditioning and a little bit of, you know, stuff uh, for the, NCBI, um, What's NCBI national. Oh, I don't even know what it is. Let me pull that up. Give me a second. I'm going to be my own Jamie in this thing. Uh, national library of medicine is, uh, and it's so N I H national library. I don't even know why it's NIH, but uh, I pulled it up on the national library of medicine that they pulled up, uh, energetics contributed, contribution during Brazilian jiu-jitsu sparring and associated regional body composition. So there was actually a fairly decent amount of research about Brazilian jiu-jitsu and more importantly, different ways to really train it. And when you look at different energy systems, um, so like, you know, obviously we can ship break it into two with uh, aerobic versus anaerobic. Most of the work that people are doing is really in that aerobic system. So that's kind of where you're tugging you know just kind of rolling you're in this constant aerobic system uh the other side of this would be the anaerobic system and the way we differentiate it, aerobic is with oxygen anaerobic is without and that's where you get really into that max heart rate uh those are you know short high intensity activity where your body's under a great oxygen uh or when it's under demand and oxygen exceeds the oxygen supply so i mean if you think about like the patients of brazilian jiu jitsu you know i mean you're not like 100% go like you're going to see within the ufc for the most part it's a lot of just aerobic conditioning in terms of fighting to get into the right position. Now, if he's doing jits five, six days a week. What's, he, an,
1: what's a normal class? He's talking, these are five total hours. Is it an hour?
0: Um, I would say probably a little bit longer. Um, I know, um, you know, with the fight stuff, I know that, you know, it's really going to be more, maybe 75, 80 minutes. You're going to get there a little early warm up. You know, maybe it's, uh, f- you know, 30, 40 minutes of instruction, maybe 20 minutes of instruction. And then it's going to be a ton actually practical and going through and a lot of teaching and then maybe you guys have some open mat after that so i mean if it was a 60 70 minutes i mean it's a pretty solid effort if you look at like the total required amounts to develop a you know pretty solid aerobic capacity you know you're talking maybe at most you know 180 minutes a week is really kind of what you need to do and most of that's at that 70 to 75 percent heart rate so uh, i'd be fascinated to see the heart rate monitor for, you know, different guys in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, and he uh, you know, he makes a, a joke that his passion is getting choked out by 18 year old purple belts. So obviously he's in more of the bottom part of this where he's newer to this. So he probably hasn't developed the efficiency of the technique. So he's working a hell of a lot harder than he needs to. The one thing that was very clear, especially when dudes are real high performers and have been doing this a long time, it's amazing to see how effortless it looks. How, how technically advanced people are and just, they really just keep their cool. And um, it's, it's really uh, pretty neat. We went and watched, um, it was the, the flow wrestling where we got to see, was it Gordon Ryan? Yep. Uh, go out and submit that dude.
1: Yeah, G- Gordon Ryan. Yeah. I was going to say Gordon Ramsey. No
0: Gordon Ryan. And I remember cause he has two first names and I never trust anybody with two first names, but I do remember that guy went out there and as he was just kind of rolling around playing with that one dude, he like got that guy into submission so quick that we were almost like, what just happened? And I had to go look to the replay to see what happened. Yeah, and- What was amazing about that dude, I mean, he's, you know, know, the best in the world, but he made it look so effortless. And so I think when people get into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, really even boxing or fighting or any of this stuff, early on, you have to do a ton of work because you haven't developed the efficiency. And, uh, you know, as he's getting into this, you know, if his passion, Is really doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you're gonna have to practice it as often as you can if you get five, six days a week, but how do we supplement his training? If it's a ton of aerobic conditioning and maybe a little mix of glycolytic, where's he getting that big ATP? Where's he getting that strength? How is he developing that engine? Um, He made mention that he's usually enabled, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend. Uh, Grindstone is really my recommendation. Maybe mix with a little iron flex so you're working on your flexibility and more importantly, your warm up and helping your body get primed, so so that when you do go to class, you're ready.
1: Yeah, and Lean Enable and is an awesome program. So no barbell, just dumbbell, but a whole hell of a lot of movement, strength training with that. So he's looking for the specific, this aerobic, this power, and then the replication. So grindstone is is in line with that, but then you mentioned Iron Flex, and there is value. Iron Flex before he gets into his five sessions a week. Yep. Reason being, where you mentioned that, that tension that comes with acquiring a new skill, that's where Iron Flex is aimed at, easing the tension, getting you, increasing your athleticism and primed, prepped for things like Jiu Jitsu.
0: Um, I wonder as I'm looking at this, because the requirement is so high with five to six days of training, where does the strength training work its way in. Um, you know, I'm never going to tell somebody not to practice their sport because I really think that the only way you're going to get better at this is time under the mat, time under tension and having the opportunity to do it as, as often as you can. I mean, there's a very real, uh, you know, correlation between the individuals that practice their sport and their success. Um, you know, let's say you have a guy who, you know, goes to jits once a week you know, is, you know, is he going to progress at the same rate as you going five days a week? No, you're having five times the opportunity. You know, I remember when I first went out to uh, Westside Barbell, one of Louie's first questions to me is how many times you train a week? I was like, well, we lift weights four, we do some aerobic conditioning, we do this, you know, and I went through it and he's like, okay, so like six days. I'm like, yeah, like, you know, like six times a week, let's say. He's like, I train 18 times. Uh, I train in the morning, I train this, I get three workouts a day. We do it six days a week and I take a seventh day. And so uh, the, you know, the fact that Louis was training 18 times a week was giving him three times more opportunity to improve. So I think that there's really a benefit in going to Jits because of the technical nature. The only problem is, you know, you're 35. So we continue to have to be able to build muscle and fight to maintain muscle, to avoid injury, to stay strong and not get choked out by some 18 year old purple belts. So what I would look to do, is, you know, look at the mandatory A and B on Grindstone and see if you can do it in probably 45 minutes. That means you might have to cut some of the warm ups, You might have to do a few less workup sets, feeder sets, getting into your rep maxes, or maybe even cutting some of the accessory work back to be able to get it into that 45, 50 minutes, just hitting the meat, not working with the fluff or the potatoes, and then being able to front load something like iron flex, give yourself 15 minutes, get there a little bit early and do a little bit of iron flex in preparation. Um, I've been toying with a program that I might put out to be purchased as a standalone, which is a three day a week, full body program meant to be done Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, where you're hitting like, uh, you know, supersets, a little mix upper and lower and something like that probably could get done and inside of 45 minutes. And I think, uh, what we don't want to do is we don't want to put you in a situation where you're into a, you know, 90 minute heavyweight fist fight two days a week and then being able to do this, I just think the load is too high. I mean, 35 recovery has gotta be on point. And, um, you know, would I add in any, uh, you know, uh, assault bike, aerobic conditioning, maybe just a little bit of jump rope to warm up. And then maybe on the day off on your sixth to seventh day, maybe pushing the stroller, taking the wife out for a walk and just doing a little bit of active recovery. But I think the best off the shelf option we have at this point is grindstone mandatory upper and lower or Maybe down the road, I'll you know once I figure out the the finer points of this other program, this three day a week full body type program, uh, but definitely incorporating something like iron flex and making sure that you're looking at recovery. Um, I know that there is an idea that hey, I want to go five days a week, but unfortunately, and we saw this with our podcast. Remember, we were doing three, four podcasts a week, and all of a sudden we saw our numbers go on, and when all of a sudden we went up to two, and we saw better engagement. I think. If engagement is the key, you're going to have to figure out what the perfect ratio is for you. If going three days a week reaps better rewards than five, four or five days a week because you're not recovered and you're feeling beat up, uh, you know, you might have to adjust that. Um, like I said, I would never tell somebody not to practice their sport. Um, you know, when, when I you know played in the NFL, we practiced offensive line play every single day in the offseason I played. I mean, we did it every day. Now, obviously, the volume and the intensity was different. But it did not mean that I wasn't doing something technical each day to actually benefit myself.
1: Yeah. And just, I want you to take the mindset that you have with your class and then bring it into your training. There's always purpose. There's always intent where you have a coach who's holding you responsible for every movement. You have a, a training partner, a teammate also holding you accountable because they're trying to kick your ass. How can you hold yourself accountable when it comes to training? So if you're looking for more conditioning, there is an opportunity. It doesn't have to be, quote unquote, more volume. If you're moving with a greater sense of purpose with cyclical conditioning, there's opportunities for you to just switch your mind off, go into your mental zone, disappear up your own ass. Where movement doesn't matter, but we know in jujitsu, BJJ, JJ, that movement matters. So, how can you bring that into your conditioning and have this as- aspect where you're holding yourself responsible? If you're training in your garage, dude, I would argue a good piece and component is a mirror and you're focused on yourself, your movement, instead of just disappearing, you're focusing on that perfect execution just as you would within a more complex skill set of BJJ. Yeah.
0: I mean, the, um, uh, I would say that a ton of uh, really the conditioning aspect is going to come when you're you know really just engaging and rolling and trying to you know let's say tap somebody out or not get tapped out yourself. Um, The teaching aspect is usually done at a fairly low heart rate. We talk about the aerobic system um, activates somewhere normally at that 60 to 65 percent of an athlete's maximum heart rate, and for most people that's going to be involved in that teaching. So being able to really you know have the aerobic capacity to be able to dial in, learn, and still Uh, you know, be able to execute and then realize like, okay, now that we've been taught something, now we're going to go use it and you get into the free roll. Uh, I think that's where you're going to start seeing a lot of the performance gain. But I would very caution that, uh, you know, all work and no play makes Johnny a very dull boy. You have to be able to continue to lift weights. I don't know if that the, the load under the body in terms of mechanical tension and hypertrophy and all those other key factors are going to necessarily be stimulated the same way with a bar, uh, within jujitsu that they were within a barbell. So actually being able to mix in a little strength work, I think especially at age 35 is going to pay huge dividends. So being able to kind of factor that in, maybe, like you said, maybe it's on a Saturday, you go five days and you hit it Saturday and Sunday for your strength work, or maybe you're, you know, looking at it like, Hey, I'm going to take Wednesdays and do a weight workout. So I think really being able to skin it five days a week, being able to work in two the upper and lower mandatory days. Or, you know, something else we put together, I think would pay huge dividends.
1: Well, yeah. And you're lifting, not necessarily to you may think, hey, I need to lift weights to get more of that aerobic power, but also sustainability. I won't call it injury prevention, but tissue health, because your tissues are certainly not getting any healthier when you're these 18 year old kids are kicking your ass. But we have the opportunity through quality movement patterns to really focus on improving. Quality of movement plus quality of tissues to keep you doing what you love. What injuries have you sustained on the mats? And what movement can we add in to then target specifically those? I would argue it exists within Iron Flex, essentially our movement therapy program. And how we arranged it is targeting all primal movement, foundational movement patterns, all planes of motion, and athleticism will then carry over to BJJ. So, I mean, lots of tools that we got there and we spoke about.
0: Yeah. Uh, His last question had to do with recommendation on diet. Um, I think if you're going to follow one of the templates, the one that, uh, you know, leaning and the keto uh, definitely are excellent. But I think for you, uh, I would pay the extra dough and do the performance protocol, have Sam and Rob jump in there, actually design you a constant template and help you work through it just because. I think recovery is going to be so paramount for you. You're just not looking to go to the gym and, you know, look jacked and juicy as fuck. You're trying to recover and perform at a high level. So I'd go with the performance protocols, um, you know, at the end of the day, are you eating enough protein? Um, You know, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, doing ketogenic diets with guys that are rolling and doing jujitsu five, six days a week. I think you need some carbs. Uh, Rob Wolf might argue with me on that one. Uh, He would probably way better in terms of being able to do jits on a low carb diet. But I think for me personally, I want to, you know, make sure that I'm eating a high protein diet and, you know, then basically cutting my carbohydrates and my fats into equal ratios on the backside of that. And uh, if you really want to dial it in, you know, reach out and do the performance protocol. You can uh, find that at powerathletehq.com slash nutrition. And uh, I think you're going to be farther along than you think. Um, But I really admire the fact that you know, 35 years old getting in there five days a week and mixing up with those young cats. Um, let's give you a little bit of horsepower. Let me give you a little bit of strength training and see if we can add a little bit of muscle, a little bit of mass, a little bit of strength so that uh, you can avoid getting choked up.
1: Yeah. Avoid certain traps. More is not always better. So, aiming, I think, Grindstone and then Iron Flex is the way to go. But Iron Flex is your pre warm up, warm up movement therapy to get ready and going. But then nutrition to match your energy output. That's for sure. So that may be where you are lacking the most. You know, you assume just because you're eating well, quote unquote, but it's not necessarily specific to the amount of work that you're getting done. Yeah. I
0: mean, there's, um, I mean the easiest way is with the scale and, uh, you know, maybe some calipers or, you know, doing the old, uh, you know, mirror test, making sure that, you know, your body composition is improving. Uh, then also that the fact that you're 35, Definitely go out and get some blood work, see how the hormones are looking. you know, how cortisol is is functioning, how's testosterone and all that. So I always recommend anybody over the age of 35 that reaches out to us, go get some blood work done, uh, find a reputable doctor, not just some fucking hack who's going to you know try to give you a bunch of shit. You do have a blog
1: post on what to ask for.
0: We do. And uh, we always have good recommendations. I'm not sure where he's at, but uh, for the most part, good on the dedication, keep kicking ass and uh, hopefully we can give you a little supplement that'll allow you to continue to Avoid getting choked up by some 18-year-old purple welds.
1: Supplement program, not supplements.
0: Well, I think anything that supplements your performance is a supplement program.
1: Well, yeah, a supplement program.
0: Well, yeah, a program's a supplement. Well, we're not selling so is coffee.
1: St- yeah, that's a supplement. <laughs> it's a little warm here for you drinking coffee, McQuilkin. I like it. Well, I'm trying to get all juiced up because so we're talking about JJ's.
0: All right, if you want to go to McQuilkin's house and choke him out, real easy to find, just hit me up and I'll uh, give you his address. When he opens the door, you can just fucking get him in a little triangle choke. I know Crave McGrave. I'll be ready. <laughs> just the eye poke and the kick <laughs> to the nuts. Yeah. Uh, I also uh, have seen the three stooges. So um, <laughs> you know, which is really the basis of Crab McGraw. So so for more information, uh, you can always reach out, Power Athletate HQ. Uh, happy to help and always hit us on, you can hit us on the hotline, 929-464-464. Zero. 929 Zero. All Right, Bye. So find yeah. us. See you. Bye.
1: Now it's time for you to empower your performance.